Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for joining me for this new episode of Inspiring Our World. I really love doing these podcasts, and I most especially love the conversations that I have with phenomenal leaders in Niken, movers and shakers, whether they're new, whether they've been involved for a while. And today I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to have a longtime friend of mine um, that I'm going to get to chat with today, uh, Brody Craney. Brody is actually a diamond with Niken and has been involved for 25 years. And we're going to explore more about Brody as we go along, because you're going to find that he's a man of many talents, one of the most intelligent, beautiful spirits that we have in Niken. So thanks, Brody, for being here with me today. I really, really love that you could take the time out to be. Well, thanks for the invitation. It's an honor to be here. And uh, we've loved, loved the journey together and uh, love the energy and light that you bring to Niken. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, ditto. And, you know, I know we've just had Father's Day and, um, and I would love this focus of our time together, although I want to cover a lot of ground with you, uh, to, to, to really have a focus on men, men's health, men in business, men who are entrepreneurs like you are. Um, you have four kids and a wonderful wife. <clears throat> and I want to ask you about, about all of that. Like, how is it being a, a man in this world, building building what you've been building, not just with Nikan, but with everything else that you do, which is considerable. <laughs> you know, it, 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 life is, life is a, I don't know, life is either a daring adventure or, or nothing at all. <laughs> I, I love supping, if you will, everything you can out of life. Um, it's, it's wonderful being a dad and seeing things grow with your kids and the, the journeys that they have. Uh, it's, it's, wonderful all this world has to offer. Um, I think there's a lot of dads out there that, um, I, I talk to people a lot of times though that, that feel trapped, if you will. We live in an amazing land of opportunity where you can do about anything you want. Uh, but sometimes, uh, if you will, there can, be, there can be some significant pressure for men to produce and to provide and to make things happen. And I, I see a lot of guys who, um, well, maybe they, they give up on what they most wanted to do in life and they settle for what they have to do in life. And uh, so while, while, while there's a lot of men who maybe wear a, a great face about being able to just go out and they're, they're the macho man doing whatever they need to do, I think sometimes people fall short of being able to do the things they most want to do. <laughs> Yes, I think that's that's very, very true. So what I hear you saying in this is it's a, sometimes a tremendous sacrifice that men make in order to provide for for their families or even just for themselves. And, and that subdues their deeper desires and creative, the creative fire, perhaps, that they just say, okay, I've got to get a job. It's got to be solid. It's got to be a nine to five. Uh, you know, and so so they're sacrificing a lot, a lot of the other aspects of themselves. Is you know, that what I, I, you're saying? I think to be, I think we all go through aspects of sacrifice in life, and to think that life can take place without sacrifice, uh, I, I think, is a huge deception. Um, 
because at some point we, and even even in the point of, of watching my kids right now, who are uh, some of them are still in school, some of them are leaving school and trying to choose what they want to do with the secondary education going on into college. Um, they're, they're, they have lots of different interests, and you sacrifice one thing to be able to focus on another. And we never really achieve. Um, you know, it's just like getting married. We have lots of different friends and lots of things we do, but then suddenly we're married and we sacrifice some of those other relationships in order to focus in on the one. At some point, we have to learn how to focus. And so everything requires sacrifice, but sacrifice isn't always bad. Um, I think sacrifice can be bad when we when we give up the, the choice, we give up the ability to um, direct our life, if that makes any sense at all. I know some people who just choose their job because that's what their friend did, as opposed to really figuring out what they want to do with life and if they're making a difference. Um, so I, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And I actually do agree with you that there is appropriate sacrifice, but perhaps we can distinguish. There's appropriate sacrifice that is very natural, normal and inevitable in lives. And and of course, as, as a woman, we, we also do that too with, you know, when we have children and we're a full-time mom and whatever, so massive sacrifice for at least 20 years. And it, Really yeah. Use sacrifice. <laughs> you know, so we all do. And 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 I kind of I kind of like that. I sort of love that actually. And you and I are both super creative people. And I know I said well, for, for, for you and for you and dance, um the, the time that you spent, I mean I I grew up in the music world as a as a pianist, a concert pianist, and I sacrificed lots of things in order to focus in on that. When you did dance, you sacrificed lots of things in order to focus in on. But you, you create some amazing things in the process. When you fall in love um with something, the the journey is really, really exciting. And if I had a, a message for uh, for both men and women um, on this Father's Day, it's find something that you love to do or fall in love with what you are doing. That's that's an interesting thing is that we can fall in love with lots of different things. Uh, it was interesting. I, I grew up on a farm. I hated the farm growing up. So many aspects of the farm I hated, but I served the farm. And strangely enough, as I left it, I found that I had fallen in love with the farm. <laughs> I, I served the mission for my church. And there are aspects of, of serving every day that are really, really hard. But when you're out serving people, you fall in love with those people. And so sometimes I think that um, we can go to what we love or we can love what it is we're doing, love what we're serving too. So I, I think that having faith and love uh, are huge aspects of personal fulfillment and finding ways to have those in whatever we're doing are really, really important. Now, if someone has the option of choosing what they're going to do with their life, and that I made a choice really young that I wanted to find a way to always be in charge of choosing what I was doing with my life. And, uh, when you have the choice uh, to, to be able to branch off and do something new, that, that's also really exciting too. <laughs> yes, that's a certain amount of autonomy to say, okay, this is something that I really want to drive towards. And I love what you're saying here because um, it, it, it's interesting. We can choose to fall in love with the thing that we're presented with, like the farm. 
you know and 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 the more we put energy and focus and intentionality into the thing whether it's something we have to do like milk the cows early in the morning or whatever you know you can you can start falling in love with that because you're giving it attention right I, and, and attention is a very powerful thing focus is I, a very powerful thing <laughs> i had to milk this cow by hand every morning every night and sometimes chasing that cow into the into the barn so i could milk it was just a night mare trying to get that cow to go and what it did honeydew was it was the cow's name and sometimes she kicked the bucket over and but i miss putting my head against that cow and milking her and and squirting the cats with the milk and um petting that cow and uh, it's just weird <laughs> no it, i think it's great you know i was actually just watching a film last night on uh, rudolf steiner you know who's a man very interesting very eclectic very much of a, a renaissance man and he grew up with a lot of nature and i grew up with a lot of nature going outside all the time climbing trees all the time you know and physical of course as a dancer you know always being very physical but just the the memories i have of the 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 quiet the being at the top of the tree looking out of Cambridge, you know, the beauty of the countryside, uh, going and bicycling out to the haystacks <clears throat> and getting up on top of the haystacks. And, you know, usually I'd have a little book with me, I'd be reading something, and then I'd just sit and purvey the land. And I fell in love with yes. the land, you know, the, because I did that so much. The, the land teaches us that there is uh, beauty and that there are cycles that there is sorrow and that there is love and that there is affection. I mean, animals and, and uh, the earth and plants are, are amazing what they have to offer us. Yeah, yeah, it's just fantastic. Well, you know, you you so I come from background of ballet. You come from background of being a pianist. I know you're a consummate pianist. You have a master's degree in piano performance, and and also you know you've been a professor and still are. I think of music at Utah State University. So this is really powerful. But not only do you do that, um, which I love about you, because you know my parents were both musicians. Um, although my dad became a doctor later, but you also have a real estate. Um, agency, you're an investor in real estate, um, you love gardening, I know, and racquetball and skiing in terms of your hobbies, you have a family with four kids, and you have Niken, and, and I want to talk with you about Niken, because when I found Niken, I really fell in love with every aspect of Niken. I fell in love with the technologies. I'm like, this is the future for humanity around health and wellness. Uh, you know, we can't keep going the way we're going. I fell in love with the business model as the more I understood it, the more I fell in love with it, the leveraging of time, compounding effort, the teamwork, the co-creation, um, you know, the international aspects of it, um, you know, the choosing your own destiny. So let's 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 talk about that given you know that we're both such creative people that we have both chosen niken for you for 25 years me for 27 years as an amazing vehicle to be a part of How, why is that what is that so i my, my parents kind of joked about me at, at a young age I, I think it was eight years old and I don't know if it was a swap meet or a garage sale or what you'd want to call it, but uh, we went, uh, dad had some things from the farm he was selling and, and I brought some old toys. And uh, I sold them at the booth and uh, when, when my toys were gone, um, I, I went around and bought some of the other toys that the other kids were selling and I taught them to my booth and resold them for more. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, 
I, you know, in school, when it came to fundraisers and, and uh, reaching out and selling the candy bar to raise fun, uh, money for the band or whatever it was, I just loved doing it. I loved interacting with people. And when Niken came into my life, um, I, I spent two years mocking my family about it because I thought the technologies were a little bit crazy. Um, once that hurdle was overcome, um, I had a lot of reasons why not to do Nikan. Uh, I had my focus in music. I, I had a lack of money in my life to be able to invest in Nikan. Um, I had um, other paths that I was going to do. And I had a lot of doubts about um, my, my ability to speak, my ability to lead other people. Uh, I had doubts about uh, network marketing in general and I don't know what switched but one day I instead of instead of my brain producing all the reasons why I couldn't do this all the excuses if you will um, I was fortunate enough to have met several people who were doing very very well with Nikan and they were having fun and they were building teams they were building if you will, invisible empires. And they were lifting and building people. And I, lo I love making a difference and, and building and empowering people. I was really fortunate growing up that um, my mother taught me two magical words and she would never let me forget them. And those two magical words were, I can. She never let me say I can't. And uh, she said, you may be unable to at this point, but never say I can't. Um, you, you, at some point you can get the resources, at some point you'll get the knowledge, at some, you, you can learn to do whatever you want to do. So at some point in the Niken journey there, my, my brain went from excuses. Um, I'd been signed up and had a, a, some of the technologies, but my brain was just wired to, this is not what I want to do. But some one day it just switched to, how can I? How can I make this work? And the moment that magical computer, your, your brain gets focused on something new, it produces uh, answers. So the questions we ask ourselves, I mean, if we ask ourselves, why am I so dumb or why am I so fat or why am I so whatever, our brain produces the answers. But if we ask ourselves, well, how can I learn to do this? How can I learn to do that? How, how can I get a bunch of real estate? How can I build a huge Nikan empire? How, how can I make this work? Um, and then let your brain chew on that. Magic happens. And so that was a big part of... Um, a big part of my my Niken journey. I, it's once the brain starts asking the right questions, you can find the right people, you can find the right solutions, you can find um, all the things that you need, if you will. So if you, if you take this concept of I can, and I, what, one of the beautiful tools that I arrived to Niken with is is a belief that I could do whatever I set my mind to, but I also believe that other people could. And that may sound crazy, but there's a lot of people who either don't think they have the tools or they don't think that other people can. And those are two huge essential aspects to doing anything in life, a, a belief and faith and the goodness of people. I, I remember going to humans being more training, um, probably on the second or third month of my journey. Um, 
that the humans being more training or silver training as they called it back then but it was a two-day journey and part of it there was a an age regression and, and we visualized our parents in, in their youth and for whatever reason i came out of that experience with a huge amount of forgiveness for the things that i was frustrated about my youth and I also, a forgiveness of the people around me, parents who inflict whatever they're going to inflict upon us and the, the programming that they put in us. Some of it we like, some of it we don't. Um, and then I learned for whatever reason out of that, I, I forgave myself. I, I stopped beating up on myself for all of the the crazy things that um, that we believe or we've done. And then I forgave other people. And when you have, I can, embedded in your brain and you start asking yourself the right questions and you have forgiveness because then that, that gives you the ability to make mistakes and laugh at them and allow other people to make mistakes and laugh at them and then pick themselves up and move forward. Um, anyway, magic starts happening. Um, and in my journey in Nikan, I loved the fact that um, there was, was not somebody else who was determining how fast I could go. Um, I started when I was in the middle of, I was company manager for Utah Festival Opera Company. I was teaching piano lessons. I was teaching voice lessons. I was teaching theory at the university, managing apartment complexes, and I had no time. But in the midst of it, I could choose a little bit of time to do NECAN part-time. And that was my journey for nine months. And that nine month journey, I just fell in love with the magic of helping people physically, helping people gain hope in their life again. And I fell in love with empowering people, um, teaching other people that to believe in themselves, teaching other people that they can build teams, that they can have goals. Actually, I just wanted to back up a little bit about the piece about forgiveness and the humans being more, because, you know, we've both done it many times. I, I It's yeah. definitely well over like 23, 24, five times for me. I don't know. Sure. Um, and, and I think this forgiveness, I wanted to touch on it because I think it's so important is that that experience that you had and i had it also you know the experience of forgiving whomever it is or however many people there are to that one has the idea that one needs to forgive for for and often it is our parents it could be siblings i mean i had a lot of bullying with with you know uh, my it sisters. could be bullies it could be people who abused us it could be a teacher who is mean it could be <laughs> i know I know it can be all the same, but it holds us back. And I know the forgiveness of our parents and that exercise. I felt like I was newborn again oh, yeah. when I forgave them fully for whatever and then kind of forgave myself as you, you know, because we all make mistakes because you, I mean, we see it all around us. I mean, being a human being is not easy. It's, it's difficult, it's challenging, it's beautiful, it's magical, it's wonderful. Life itself is an incredible gift. But, but you know, we're, we're, we're learning as we go and we stumble and we make mistakes and we do things we regret and so on and so forth. But I think this piece of forgiveness is massive, whether yes. it's for team play, you know, teammates oh, yeah. or company did this or whomever, whatever, because there was a book I, got early on in Niken called permission to succeed and it said in there it, you you need to ask permission of your parents but you know until you forgive your parents why would you even ask them permission but if if you if there's something that about that relationship is hanging over you it blocks you and i remember reading it and i actually went to each parent 
you know, off to the forgiveness hold piece and just was like, is it okay with you, mommy, if if I'm more successful than you ever were? And she was a top, you know, pian- pianist, like top level, like Rada. She was number one in piano. She was, you know, the hat trick in acting and singing. Is it uh-huh. okay with you if I'm more successful? And this is a woman who's mentally ill, you know, addicted to opiates, something. And there was this pause and then she didn't know what to say because I knew it was hard for her, for her ego. I knew it was hard question. And then she just said yes. And she put the phone down. She just slammed the phone down. And I thought, oh my God, I got a yes. I got a yes. That's all I needed. I got a yes. And then I did the same with my dad. And when I did it with my father, he was so successful in academia. Plus he'd been a a jazz trumpet player, had a band, was super successful with that too. But he laughed and he was like, Julie, you know, if you could be more successful, go for it, do it. Like he was all about (laughs) it. Like, go, 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 girl, you know? And so I got the yes there. And that gave me that permission to succeed from those two very, very important people in my life. So I I wanted to touch on that and go a little deeper into it because for mental health, which we're talking about with with men and, and for women, it's like very important that we that we do let go of these grudges and move forward and go, you know, they did the best they could with what they had. There's there's the relationship we have with our parents and then there's relationship we have with ourselves. We, we all have things that we're good at and we, we have confidence in those, but we all have things that we don't specialize in and we're not good at and we have insecurities in. And one of the magical things about uh, humans being more training was realizing that everybody has insecurities in different areas and everybody has fears and everybody you know maybe they're afraid of and in some way or another we're all afraid of approaching certain people in some way or another we're, we're probably have all had times when we've feared speaking in some way or another we've maybe had fear of success or fear of having money or fear of not having money we all have fears and once we realize that we're all we're all pretty much the same that way um and then you look around and you see people that despite the fact that we're all the same, there's some people who make themselves through whatever pathway they choose, they, they make themselves um, extraordinary. Um, then, then you realize, well, why? Well, if I want to, I could be extraordinary too. I could be an extraordinary father. I can be an extraordinary entrepreneur. I could be an extraordinary husband. I could be, I don't have to be stuck. And when I say stuck, um, we've probably all had moments when maybe we, we weren't the best father, or maybe all had moments where we weren't the best husband. And I remember uh, uh, I had problems uh, with, with tendonitis as a pianist, and I had to stop playing for a while. And I had been accompanying a, a, in a voice studio and the voice teacher said, well, why don't you take some voice lessons while you can't play? And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the, I don't sing. I, I just, I, I can't, I, I can't match pitch. I mean, I had out and he said, just come on over and have some fun one night. And I came over and I was terrible, absolutely terrible. But I had so much fun. I got addicted and I ended up taking four years worth of professional voice lessons. Um, and I had so many problems along the way, but I had so much fun. And, and, and in the middle of that, I found myself of that journey. I found myself on a stage with 1200 people watching me having a leading role and uh, uh, that whatever that's inside of my brain that doesn't always match pitch <laughs> came back. 
and I had an entire song that I sang off pitch. It was awful. It was so bad. And I did my best to act my way through it, to pretend nothing was happening. But when I go backstage, normally everybody who's congratulating, they had all disappeared. The, the hallways were just empty. And uh, it was, um, it was a moment that I had to, I mean, I could either run and, and stick my head in the ground and never come out again. Um, I could abandon that thing that had I, I developed a love for and, and realize I was terrible at it. Um, or I could forgive myself. And I think we all have moments on our path. I had moments in my Nikan path where I went, oh, I did what? <laughs> Um, I have, I've, I've had moments, just so many moments in life where I realized, okay, I can beat myself up of this forever, or I can wrap my arms around myself and forgive myself and hopefully do that sooner than later and move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing forward that I can contribute of, of goodness. Now, luckily I showed up the next night and sang again and everything went well <laughs> and, uh, went on to have a couple other really great roles and uh it was it was just an, an amazing adventure um, well it takes a lot of courage that you got up the next night i've got to say and did it again that is phenomenal and i think you are a natural risk taker but calculated risk i think like like myself and i think that it does take a lot of courage to build a nikon business too it takes a lot of courage because like you say we all make mistakes the things yes of course the things i look back and go oh yeah that was just not so great and that's okay because everybody fails on their way to success but if we yeah. hold, you know, a gun to our head over it, not good, not good. I, I remember attending an event and someone said, you're all going to fall. Just make sure when you fall, you fall forward and not backwards. Because that puts you one step closer to the top of the mountain. <laughs> yes, exactly. And do you remember the woman we had who came to the convention who she'd, she'd lost a leg and she was in the skiing and she fell in the skiing and she came in second and she said, it's not about whether you fall, it's how quickly you get up because had she got up sooner, she would have actually been first. But she mm -hmm. was so devastated that she fell through, you know, it was Olympics, mm -hmm. right? That she, and I'll never forget her story because it was so poignant. And I was like, okay, I got to remember that, that when I fall down, don't, don't, don't sit on the ground for too long. And it's the same in ballet. Like one time I oh, yeah. fell because I was supposed to be lifted by this guy and he forgot to be there. And I just leapt into the air and I crashed on the floor, you know, on the stage, on the floor, on the stage <laughs> at Richmond Theater. And I can still remember it. And I felt like I was on the ground forever. Ever. Everybody. Went, Th those <gasps> movements go on forever. Yeah. And then I got up and then I carried on. I wanted to cry, but I didn't cry. And I you know, it was like 15 or something. And 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 they said later, you got up so fast. And I thought, are you kidding me? I felt like I was down there forever, splayed out on that stage. So I, I want to commend you for getting back up the next night. It's like getting back on the horse, right? Getting back up yep. the next night, singing again. Singing is a very vulnerable thing. And and you well, did it's, it. It's like you go out in a knee appointment and, and you're out there and you have some that go really well. And some that, men they ask questions you don't know the answers to. And 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 you, you maybe you interact with someone in a way that offends somebody. I mean, we, we can't always be perfect for everybody. I mean, I've, I've had times when I've given what I thought were some of the best presentations Ever, and I've had people go, well, you were pushy or you were this or you were that. And I felt awful. 
careful about that. And you know, when someone's, I mean, to me, for someone to say you're pushy was just heartbreaking because I never wanted to be pushy in any any way. Um, and that was one of those things where, okay, well, do I forgive myself? Do I do I or do you move forward or not? Um, and everybody do, do you, has a different perception. Every, that's right. We all have a different perception of, of each other, you know. And uh, yeah, abs- absolutely. I've, I've yes, I've kind of, I can totally relate in different ways. And I, I, in fact, it makes me think of one guy. I remember one guy. He ended up just being in an argument with me about magnetism versus gravity. Yeah. You know? And it was just like, <laughs> why am I suddenly in this? Why am conversation I in an argument and I don't like arguing with people it is something I actually avoid which is sometimes a problem for me but you know I'm trying to learn to be braver about that but I don't I don't like arguing with people I mean yeah. I just don't and I felt so awkward and the word was a three-way you know meeting and the woman got more and more awkward who had introduced us and he was just adamant that you know gravity and magnetism the same thing same force and I was like, I've been, I've been reading a lot on magnetism, and I was like, yeah. I, I don't think quite the same. But anyway, it just, it just reminds me of that. So, um, oh my gosh, there's so many things I, w- I want to ask you about. I mean, I do want to ask you what your favorite Nikon product is, just because I have to, because it's so interesting to find out what people love the most. What do you I, love the most? I, I saw that question, and and I thought that is the that's the meanest question on the planet. <laughs> So I, I don't, I don't have a favorite. I love the Niken Wellness Home. I love everything that helps to, not only help me but help everyone around me. I love having the tool of the Wellness Home to be able to help such a massive array of people who have not had hope gain hope back, who have not had the ability to move, to move again, who have been told by doctors that, no, you can't, there's nothing we can do. And then we have something we can do. It's just, I, 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 I love the magic of the Niken Wellness Home and all that we have to offer. So to pick one, meh, sorry. Um, but I, but I will tell same, you this. By the way, totally the I, same. So I, yes. I will tell you this. I was asked, um, you've heard of the food pyramid before. Yes. And, uh, you know, they, they, they put the things that are most important on the bottom, supposedly, and the things you need less going up. And um, to me, the, the foundation of health and wellness, um, if, if you don't have this piece in place, none of the rest of it will work. Um, I, I've seen people who have exercised and exercised and exercised and taken vitamin, 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 and not seen the changes they wanted with their health um, because of these other things. And um, so I'll ask people, you know, if you spend a, a day in Los Angeles breathing bad air, does it ruin your health immediately or or more over time? And usually that's over time. And if if you drank city water today, does it ruin their, your health immediately or more over time? And usually that's over time. And if you missed your vitamin C pill today, does it ruin your health immediately or over time? Or if you ate at McDonald's today, does it ruin your health immediately or over time? It's usually over time. But if you didn't sleep well last night, would, would you notice that immediately? And we do, it affects us the next day. I mean, it just, it just does. Yes. Um, and it not just, I mean, everybody gets affected in that, in that manner. And, and uh, I've seen over and over that if we get people's sleep taken care of and then add the rest of the wellness home components. Um, but I, I'm, we don't always get the results, the big results, if we don't get sleep taken care of. Um, and so for me, the foundations, we've got to have people sleeping well. And I've seen so many 
what some would call miracles, transformations, uh, life transformations, when people embrace the wellness home, including the sleep technology. Um, so to me, that's a foundation. Um, I would actually agree with you on that fully because I I love sleeping and I sleep like a baby and always have and Nikan just made it better and better and better and actually the new Kenko Fit is a whole other level of that even for me because yeah. then, I was already and, sleeping great but it gave me an extra probably one to two hours a day now because because sure. I just I just wake up early and I feel ready for the day. Yeah. I'm just like, Absolutely. okay, it's 5.30, 6 o'clock, I'm ready. And it used to be more like 7 o'clock, 7.30. So I'm super grateful. Well, I mean, sleep has been linked with so many things. I mean, it, one night's bad sleep can lower the immune system by over 60%. Just one night. And let alone people who have chronic problems sleeping. They're too hot. They're too cold. They, they toss, they turn, they flip, they flop. Their ankle hurts, their back hurts, their elbow hurts, their wrist hurts. They have insomnia, whatever it is. And some people sleep and sleep and sleep but they wake up feeling like they've been run over by a train um, because they're not getting into the deep stages of sleep. But not only does it affect the immune system, but some of these problems that people have for decades, their body is supposed to naturally repair, but they're not getting into the repair cycles, the deep REM and alpha stages where the body mends and fixes. And mental health, good gravy. What we've learned about what they call brainwashing now, where the, the toxins in the brain are actually pulled to the stem of the brain and the, the, the lymphatic system get a hold of it. But if, if we don't get into the deep stages of sleep, the brain doesn't wash, doesn't clean, the toxins don't get taken out. So you take people who don't sleep well over and over and over, and what happens to their mental health over time? Um, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Sleep is so important. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're a mine of information for for so much about all of Nikan, the, the the business as well. But but just on the product level too, you you are one of our greatest resources because you really you really decided to learn about health and and this area of sleep. <clears throat> I think you're so exactly right about mental health. And there was that gentleman that came from Oxford University in England and talked to us one one of our conventions about about that. And you know, it made me think with my mom with her mental health, which she never slept well. She mm -hmm. never slept well. And she had and she had an electric blanket, which is one of the worst things. And yes, England is cold, but use a hot water bottle or something. Don't use an electric blanket. And whenever I would be in that big bed with her, I would hate it as a child. That feeling of that electric blanket, I hated it. I just felt it was a sort of buzzy and it was horrid. And she used that all the time. And I think it was a major contributor to her decline in mental yeah. health. Take that off and put a kinkotherm blanket on and not only the, the amazing things it does to help balance the body out and help in temperature, but many other ways. But sleep, sleep is so important. But yeah, sorry, I didn't want to go on that forever. <laughs> no, no, I, I love it. And I love that, you know, you, you, I mean, you've seen so many experiences, like I have so many really transformational experiences that just, you know, you know, leave us with our mouths hanging open, even though we go, I knew it could do that. But oh my gosh, it actually did that. You know, it's well, like you, you so take, exciting. You take people who have been in a wellness home for a decade and then take them back to their class reunion and they look around at everybody else and they look, what happened? <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's actually, a, that's an odd thing, isn't it? I mean, uh, Dave Balzer made a joke about that the other day on the Master Day or something. He was like, he said, oh, you know, unless you have a Dorian Gray, you know, the portrait in the attic thing, you know, the story, Oscar Wilde's story of Dorian Gray. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. right? You know the story I knew you would. Um, but it, I laughed because, yeah, we all look so much younger than our actual chronological hey, age, our biological age. You've got three choices. You've got the Fountain of Youth, you've got the picture of Dorian Gray, or a Niken Wellness song. 
<laughs> and two of those, no one knows where to find. So get your wellness home. And, 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 <laughs> and you know, I, I, people ask me what mm -hmm. I do, and, and um, you know, when I, when I, a lot of times I'll just tell people I'm an anti-aging specialist, and that will often catch people's attention to start a conversation. But uh, it, it's it is amazing what happens when people embrace the, the basic concepts of that. So. Anyhow, uh, for, for men's health, for men's health, okay, there are men who give up so many things in life. They give up, uh, whether it be their tennis or their racquetball or their running or whatever, because they're they're declining. They think physically that they have to. Um, we, we bought into this idea that aging has to be meaning that we're not going to function and we become less. And I have just loved taking the rug out of from underneath people of that belief and showing them that the body can repair itself and get better. So if you find yourself at 45 not doing as well or 50 and not doing as well or 55 or 60 and not doing as well, I, I, I chuckle. My, my mom was nigh into a wheelchair and she had uh, three major conditions. The doctor said nothing could be done with and she got into a wellness home. And over the course of a six month period, she got off of 10 years worth of major medications, reclaimed her life. A year later, the blood work showed that those conditions weren't even there. And now there's only 10 people going to her class reunion and she's wondering what she can do. They've said, this is the last class reunion because nobody can get around anymore. And she's like, why not? <laughs> wow. She's got a wellness home and she is mobile and doing everything that, uh, you know, that 20 years ago, she 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 didn't really want to be around much more because being around hurt. Yeah. And uh, now life is vibrant. And uh, that was 25, 26, 27 years ago for her. So at any rate, the That's wellness home is amazing. And wonderful men, story. Yeah, and men, men, if you're looking for a way to maintain vibrancy, um, get a wellness home. Just do it. It's the best thing you can do for yourself for longevity and keeping your mind sharp, um, whether whatever endeavor you want to do to be at your best is is fabulous. So anyway, sorry. No, 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 sorry. This is great. And, you know, I've been studying flow state, which I, I know you love flow state as well, because we both are kind of probably addicted to that. But, but you know, with flow state, you're always challenging yourself you're always challenging but not such a great challenge that you give up you're like i'll never be able to do that but a challenge that's beyond your natural capability at that moment and and you're learning and it's actually when we get into flow state whether playing piano you know dancing whatever we're doing you know it is the happiest state we're in and then afterwards we get a little bit of a, of a lull a little down you know it's kind of like going going diamond and then and then you get a little lull because you have a natural it's almost like postpartum depression but not like a depression depression it's just a natural part of the flow state but i've been really studying it and i think in nikian one of the one of the most important things to do is to keep upping your own game or actually in life in life anyway like like for instance exercise i've done pilates for years and yoga and then it just doesn't didn't feel so good anymore with my back and then i went okay i'm going to start something new and i started gyrotonics and it is like a whole mind body thing there's so much to think about there's so much to learn and i know it's literally growing gray matter in my brain i'm like i couldn't be happier because as confusing as it is it's my body's feeling great and my mind is working a mile a minute you know but i think in nikian it's also very important for us to challenge ourselves and i think that's where like rank advancement you know bringing in more people new people to be part of our teams and part of the yeah, community it, is it's so it, important it is it's absolutely vital and um 
again, back to humans being more training, one of the things we talk about are our comfort zones. We are creatures of habit. We love to do things that we, we automatically do things that we know how to do. Um, we have so many things that we just get up and do over and over the same way. And uh, there's, there's, there's really, I mean, that's, that's a, a wonderful thing about human nature, but we have to recognize that sometimes those things can hold us back. They can, they can get us stuck in a rut. Um, uh, one of the things I love, uh, love about teaching uh, uh, piano is that we get to challenge people every day. We, we challenge them to get out of um, their comfort zone and do something new. And for some students, it's really hard because they're like, I just want to do something that I know I can do good. They're like, I know, go ahead and do that on your free time, but I'm gonna challenge you to do something new that you didn't know that you could do. And, and two weeks from now, you're gonna be so excited that you learned something new. And the same thing happens not only in Nikan, you, you have to be willing to set a goal and work to get it and, and go through the uh, the terror barrier, whatever fear factor, whatever thing that you have to learn to be able to get that goal, get it done, and then take a moment to celebrate. But I've all, I've like, some people say, as soon as you reach a goal, set the ne next one. I've gotten to the point where as soon as I'm a week within reaching my goal, I have to set my next one. <laughs> um, and, and get myself moving on to that next thing. And that actually makes that lull afterwards almost a non-existent thing. Um, I found that for my students too, is if, if I um, were working towards a competition or we're working towards whatever it is, if a week or two before that event takes place, I set the next goal, we're just moving on to the next thing and we don't get stuck. So setting goals is um, an absolutely vital part of success in business. It, success doesn't just happen. It just, at least it's not been my experience. I have never had a golden egg land in my lap. I've never had um, anybody just say, here's your fortune for your future. And maybe for some people that happens, but you know what? For the other 99% of us, we're gonna have to go out and claim what we want to have happen in our life. And setting goals has been a big part of that. Now, when it comes to building business and in Nikan, um, you're not just setting your own goals. You're helping other people discover that that thing. And sometimes it's a matter of going up to people and say, you know what, I think you can get silver done within this month, or I think you can get gold done this month. I, I think you can win the trip to Japan. And, and they go, well, at the moment somebody else believes in you, you know, well, why, what do they see in me that I don't see in me? Well, maybe I could do that, you know? And, and so part of our job as leaders is not only to set our own goals, but to help other people know the importance of setting their goals. And and that I mean that it's not just about going out and doing the appointments, it's about getting people inspired to do those things themselves. And then it's about inspiring them to inspire others. Um, so it, it's just it's just a huge, huge portion of that. If if you're just doing NECAN, um, there's there's no such thing as standing still. Um, the universe is always in motion. Every molecule, everything is in motion. And there's no such thing as just holding our ground. We're either moving forward or we're moving backwards. And we have to have goals to be able to make the next step in every aspect of our life. Um, which just makes me think right now, what, what, what was my last goal with my, with my spouse, my marriage relationship? Oh my gosh, 
I need to set another goal to make that relationship a little more vibrant. And maybe it's with your kids, you know, um, are, is everything where you want it to be? I'm going through a stage where in life where parents aren't important, are not important. In fact, parents hold us back right now. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're gaining their own freedom and their wings. So I need to set some goals of what is it I can do to be a more supportive part of the things that they're doing in their life right now. But just any rate, Goals. I love that. I love that. Actually, this morning I was just reviewing my goals, my my three month goals right now. I was reviewing the family ones, you know, and and it's it yeah, it's 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 wonderful because you're always sort of giving yourself the challenge of upping your own game, you know, just upping your own game, which is fun. Which I think it's so ironic that we get scared about it because actually we have a lot more fun doing that and being creative and, and going for goals and failing on our way to success than we do not, than we do keeping in our comfort zone. You know, it's like, it's much more vibrant to live a life of stretching than of just kind of, you know, hunkering down and going, well, I know what I know and I'm kind of okay with that. Because we're really, we're not, we get depressed if we're not moving forward. I totally agree with you. The universe is either it's always in motion and we're either moving forward or back. Something that just comes to my mind as you're talking about that is um, on the farm, uh, we lived a long ways away from everybody. And uh, my my dad was an amazing man. He could fix anything uh, with with anything. It's just amazing. But but I remember in, in particular getting stuck. Sometimes the ground was soft and the pickup would get stuck. And sometimes the ground was soft and animals would get stuck. In fact, if they get stuck too long, they can die. And sometimes sometimes very large tractors can get stuck. And no matter who we are, and in no matter what aspect of life we have, whether whether we're a, a new direct or whether we're a silver or whether we're a diamond, there are gonna be times in our life when we get stuck, okay? And we have a chance when we get stuck to say, well, the ground is wet. It's the ground's fault. <laughs> we, we can blame this, the, the things that are around us for getting stuck as opposed to realizing, well, maybe if I had tested the ground ahead of time, I wouldn't have gotten stuck. Maybe I could have gone around that area. But nonetheless, we're stuck. We're, we're, we're there, we're stuck. And then we have the chance of sitting around blaming and being just stuck for the next 20 years. Or we can look, well, what what's around us that I could um, anchor myself to and get, get a, a pulley? and pull myself towards? Or are there other vehicles that could pull me out of this? Who can I ask for help from? Sometimes I have to get out of my vehicle, go find somebody else who has a vehicle, chain it up and get unstuck. And so in this moment of Father's Day, um, fathers have times when they're, they're doing great. And sometimes fathers have times when they're feeling stuck. Maybe they're stuck in their job. Maybe they're stuck in the relationship with their kids. Maybe they're stuck in their their relationship with their spouse or people at work. Sometimes we're going to have to ask other people. And that's hard for men. Oh, whoa. we've been raised to be independent, figure it out ourselves. But, um, you know, when, when you're stuck, realize that sometimes being, a, again, humans being more training. Um, and then there was a, a, there was a, a leadership training, uh, gold training, where where we, there were certain exercises that we couldn't complete unless we learned how to raise our hand and say, help. And learning how to ask for help um, 
it's not weakness. It's actually strength to realize that A, I'm stuck. Some people don't ever realize they're stuck. But A, realize you're stuck and B, realize that I can get out of this a whole lot faster. If I just say help and somebody else who already knows the answer to this thing can give me the tools for doing it. Um, that's so, a beautiful thing, but it takes humility, right? It takes it takes a willingness, and that's where we can set the ego aside and say, you know, I, I just I don't know what to do right so, now. I'm really stuck. So, so I'm, I'm, right now, I'm I'm a member of a organization that's called BNI, Business Network International. I just get a whole bunch of of different within your community businesses together, and they meet and we learn how to promote each other's businesses. But the funny thing that's happened in the middle of this is my life has propelled so much faster as i gain trust of these other people and i realize there's some things that that dude does a whole lot better and a whole lot faster than i can and if i just said hey help could you take care of this for me real quick um or could you help so and so with this or whatever and i just realized that there's just a phone call away and my life has sped up so much faster i mean i get tons and tons of referrals from this organization. I give tons of referrals to the organization, but I've solved so many challenges. Um, I, I think part of, of learning how to accelerate life is learning how to ask for help faster. And and part of, you know, you say humility, sometimes, sometimes it, I've almost gotten to the point where I realize when you just get okay with not knowing everything and knowing that everybody else doesn't know everything and that Asking for help is a normal thing. In fact, it's a strength, it's a power. It's a superpower to be able to ask for help. Um, your life can go ahead so much faster. Anyway, so. Oh, oh, I think it's so, it, I mean, it makes me think about that's what a community really is. It makes me think of like, you know, well, like the Amish when they when they put up the barn or, you know, when I was in the circus and I used to watch them put up the tent and, and that team play and the rhythm and how everybody would work. Oh, so uh, beautiful. Barn building is so amazing with communities that will actually do that type of a thing where you go to projects, one person is stuck. They need help getting this done. The other people aren't getting paid for it, but they're having a blast coming together, working with their neighbors and having this social experience and making a difference for other people. Life is like that. And and know that every time you ask for help, there's someone who can't wait to help you. <laughs> I love that. I love it. It's the same in Nikan, right? With the three-way calls and everything. We love to help people and be helped as well. And so it really it makes the whole thing sing, you know, I, I, it makes me think of an orchestra and just I see every, everybody's part of the, the orchestra, everybody's a different instrument. And when you pull it all together, it's just this most beautiful symphony. And that is, is such a magic in Nikim. I, I think that, you know, I, I've never taken for granted. I've always felt like super grateful for the community because there are people that are entrepreneurial. You know, we're all entrepreneurial. We're all looking to make the world a better place. We're all excited about bringing new technology to the world that nobody knows about, nobody needs. We're all excited about the idea of, of this co-creative play. So just to <clears throat> complete our well, time I, together. I, yeah, I've go ahead. I've loved in the culture of Nikan that um, it, whether it be from Mr. Masuda, humans being more training, the, the leaders that we've been around, people have been um, blind, if you will, to level um, to cross line and so many people have been willing to help people they'd never stand to gain a dime from and it's created a community that has just been absolutely as, as you, the, the Nikan community is one of the best communities you're ever going to find it's just it just yeah. is yes we, the technology we, is amazing and the, and the opportunity is amazing that 
the, the ability to grow as fast as you want to grow and to bring people along. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. So you got to help people along the way. It's just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. All And all the cross-line work has is, is been, always been beautiful that we've always helped everyone who ever asks, you know, no matter where they are in the organization. So I just want to um, complete because, you know, time's flown by, but just, just about the future. What, you know, what do you think about Niken in the future? What do you feel like it's essential? Do you feel it's important? If so, why, what, what is your vision for our future? Niken, I believe is one of the most amazing tools uh, of transformation and growth. Uh, I, we, we talk about healthcare crises and all the, all the problems that are there. I don't think we'd have a healthcare crisis if everybody had a wellness home. I mean, literally so many challenges would be transformed. And by a wellness home, I'm gonna give an extended definition because if I want, if we wanna talk about transformation, if, if we combine the five pillars of health and not just the wheel, and not just the words of, of five pillars of health or wellness or whatever you want to call it, um, having a healthy mind, a healthy family or healthy relationships, um, healthy healthy body, healthy society. I mean, it, it, it's just mind, body, family, society, and finances. It's just, it's not just words, but the concept of humans being more and the training that comes with that of, of forgiveness, the concept that we're all good at some things and not good at others, and that's okay. And I can ask for help. Uh, the concept that um, that there are, that it's okay to have passions and desires, and to work towards those. We don't have to be stuck. Um, and with the wellness home, helping people be unstuck in the health things that hold them back. Uh, Niken is a tool that uh, I. I, I in some ways would, would pray that reaches every household. Um, and I love sharing Nikan. I mean, there were times in my early years where I was afraid. I was afraid of what people might think of network marketing or I was afraid of what people might think of magnets or I was afraid of how they might think of me or whatever it is. And then you get to a point where you're like, everybody has to know about this. And you just open your mouth because you know it's the right thing to do. That's right. Um, there's an innate goodness in Nikan, innate goodness in what we do in building others with network marketing, what we do in building others with the five pillars, what we do in building others with this technology, that regardless of what frustration may come in the way, um, everybody who is touched by Nikan knows that there's something special here that really should be uh, moved and, and shared. And uh, because of that innateness and that spark and that goodness of what we do, uh, Niken's gonna be here for, uh, I mean, strong financial backing, great leadership, amazing technologies, amazing philosophy. Uh, Niken is a, uh, it's, it's not a decade business. It's not something to do for a season, but it's something that we can pass on for generations. Yes. And that's a, a beautiful thing to be able to have. Beautiful, Brody. It really is a life calling. I think it's why so many of us have been involved for so long and then new people coming in who are just as excited as, as we still are, you know. What you said, you just encapsulated it. It, it, it. To me, it's a blessing. It's a huge blessing for our world. And it's very important that we that we get it out there because it's- And, it's, and I think it's really important for people to understand that that, that is not just the products. The act of building a Nikan business 
changes people in, in, in growth ways that are unbelievable. The ability to interact with other people in ways we were able to do before, the ability to influence people in the ways we weren't able to be to do before, the ability to empower other people to, to, to do things far beyond what we ever did. Um, and the ability to help people forgive is Nikan people are a different better people I, I think that many other people around terrible but and maybe the word better isn't 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 the right thing but um I love being around Nikan people because of who and what they are and what they understand and because they're growing they're growing in consciousness you know constantly yeah. and committed to that growth so thank you so much Brody for this time together I know you have a super thank you. schedule and it's really a pleasure to be with you this way I, I've loved this conversation you are so creative so animated so forward thinking I, I just love who you are and where you're coming from it's really inspiring you are really inspiring so thank well, thank you. you and thank you for what you're doing Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And thank you to everyone for listening. Um, I hope you've really enjoyed this conversation. I know I have. And please don't forget to like and comment and share on the podcast. Uh, and really sharing is, is the key, sharing with others that, that you care about. All right. Have a wonderful week and we will talk again next week. Bye for now. Bye now.